0: When Pastor Hassan was arrested and put in prison in Sudan, he sometimes would cry in the middle of the night, but he wasn't feeling sorry for himself. He was crying tears of joy.
1: I sometimes lay uh, laying on the floor and then I just thinking of the Lord and then the tears just coming from my eyes. Just because of the joy that I thank God that, why only, why me, why me? You love me. It is really a privilege to be and and then the tears just come from my eyes. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help. Right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.
0: Last week we began a conversation with Pastor Hassan Tower from Sudan. He prepared pastors to face persecution. Then he was imprisoned alongside VOM worker Peter Yassik. A lot of our listeners will remember Peter's dramatic story. Last week we heard how Pastor Hassan used his time in prison To tell other inmates about Jesus. We'll begin by reviewing a little bit of what we heard last week as Pastor Hassan was nearing the date of his trial.
1: They are outside, the huge of uh, Christians. They were waiting there and then singing songs. And then when we, we finished the court, and then when we came out, when they saw us, and then we just waved our hands to them. And then they were screaming, then they were just shouting. Whoa. And then it was really amazing. we just waving for them. It was really amazing. And uh, I really thank God for this. And it was really a witness.
0: Uh-huh. At the end of your trial, you were found guilty and sentenced to 12 years in prison. What was happening in your heart and in your mind when the judge said, Pastor Hassan, 12 years in prison.:
1: I was normal. and I just smiled. <laughs> we, we smiled because we know this, this kind of thing is fake. It's fake charges against us. We have the peace that we will be released, but how? I don't know. But uh, So you
0: never thought I'm going to be in prison for 12 years.
1: I know, not at all. No, even. Even my colleagues who are outside the pastors, they said, no, Hassan will not uh, spend these 12 years in the, in the prison. And uh, this, some of them, they encouraging me here. They really, said that, yeah, Hassan is, uh, they used to encourage my family. Hassan is in the ministry, in the mission. And then when he finishes mission, he'll be out. And so really really encouraging me while I was in the prison, while I was sentenced for 12 years. And it is the same feeling that really God gave to us that we will not spend this time in the prison. And I, so, I was normal. Even so my the
0: church f- leader said, Hassan has an assignment in the prison. Yeah. And when his assignment is over, he'll come out. Yes. Well, that's a great message to all of us, really, who are going through difficulty, is what's your assignment?
1: Yeah, it was, it was really amazing. It was really encouraging for me, especially. Yeah, and uh, like, they're really encouraging me. Most of the pastors, they didn't even absent for one, one single course. They attend all the all, all the court all, hearings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. How did you come to find out that it wasn't just in Sudan that your case was getting attention and that Christians were standing, but literally around the world, there were Christians praying, there were Christians signing petitions, there were Christians writing letters to the Sudanese government. How did you find out that that this case was known all around the world?
1: I, I was with the Peter, and Peter is Eubian.
0: Right? Peter's yeah.
1: from Czech Republic. Yeah. And he's working with, with uh, both our martyrs. We we, we, we know that uh, the case will be reported worldly. And then we, we have the smartphones while we're in the prison. My family, they brought me a, uh, a smartphone. Me and Pastor Kuo, we have the smartphones. So we went to the Internet, and then we see all the petitions for Peter and for us. And all these uh, people, are organization, Christian organization, organizations are reporting for us. And then it was really encouraging for us. And even the, the government were really angry, security were angry because when they see all this kind of the reporting about us, they said that, who are you? You are not us You are not us. Who are you? you what, what And they're angry because they know people are reporting. They're basically
0: about. saying, why do all these people care about you? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes,
1: yes. That That really. And we are encouraging when we see this kind of report reporting. It was really encouraging. Yeah, I I, I really encourage other organizations just, just to report this kind of the cases, and it can help people can to yeah to know what is happening in Sudan.
0: Some of the people who are listening to VOM Radio are people who prayed for you while you were in prison. What what would you say to them? Those those who prayed for you and for your family while you were in prison.
1: I really thank them so much for their prayers. Their prayers were really helping us. At the night, I feel the prayers, the waves of the prayers upon me. Lord was really telling me that there are brothers who are praying for you. And then I felt with these waves of the prayers, and it really encouraging us, giving us the peace, the joy, and giving us that we are not alone. There are us brothers and sisters who are standing with us, and it is really true. I was really encouraged by the prayers, going, and it is really powerful prayers.
0: So, if you are wondering if you pray for a Christian in prison in Sudan or China or Eritrea or wherever, if it makes a difference, Pastor Hassan says it does make a difference.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Pastor Hassan Tower. He is one of the believers who was arrested and imprisoned in Sudan alongside our VOM staff member, Peter Yassik. Pastor Hassan, what did you think when Peter was released and you were still in prison?
1: I was really happy because it gave me the hope that I would be released so both of us, me and my friend, uh, Abdul Munem, were the two who were, were left when P- Peter was released. So it, give, it it really gave us hope that we will be released as uh, Peter was released before us. So we were not sad, we were not angry, he was released before us, but we are really happy that we, we, we will be released.
0: Three months later, you were finally released. Tell me about that day. Tell me about how did you find out that today I'm going home?
1: At that day, I got in the morning, early morning. We, we used to go for the attendance, all the prisoners. And uh, I came back, and then I drink my tea. And then I have them. I has to preach in that day in the church. And then I went, and then I, I preached. It was really one of the powerful preaching that day. It seems like I uh, got w- told me that this would be the w- one of the last preaching in the <laughs> prison. <laughs> and then I preached and then we prayed because we have the a group prayer in that church, so we prayed, and then it was really one of the best days that I spent uh, in, the, in, that, in in that prison with, uh, with my with my brothers brothers in the church so and then I came back, I was really feeling with the peace in my. And then I had my breakfast and then I just lay laid on my bed. And then in the in, in my bed there is one of the windows. So I was I don't know. My my mind just went to somewhere, I don't know. And then I was just looking to that window for a while. It seems that just giving me hope that this window is just God is opening, God is opening for a door uh-huh. for me. <laughs> One of the come and then called me that you have uh, a visitor coming to visit you. And then I went. And then I visited uh, some of uh, my relatives come to visit me. While, I, while me and Munem were there for a visiting, and then someone called call us that uh, they are calling you in the office. When they, so they, when they told you that you are calling in the office, maybe your appealing is coming and then you want to do something with it. Or maybe you there is something, yeah. And then we we just apologize for our visitors, and then we went. When we went to the police, and then said that, uh, "Are you Hassan?" Say yes. Are you Abdulmunem? Abdulmunem say yes. Okay, go and bring your your luggage. I didn't understand this, so I was wondering and looking at police, and one of the police said that. It is enough, Hassan, it is enough. You are released. You are released. And, uh,
0: so go and grab your luggage could mean you're going home or it could mean you're going to a different prison. No. You didn't know at that time.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. Then so, he said, you're released. So that you, yeah, it's enough, it is enough. It is enough, you are released. And then I go and then I collect my luggage and then, so bye to my colleagues in the prison. So all of them, they just come to see me uh-huh. that I'm released. And they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Even they're Muslims, but they're happy that I was released. Uh, this is a this is the feeling of every prisoner. When you see your colleague is, is, is releasing, you you will be happy because yeah. <laughs> it's giving you some hope.
0: Peter talked about that too, that that anytime <laughs> anybody was released, you celebrate because you think, okay, He's being released. There's still hope for me to be released. Someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
1: everyone celebrates. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll be released, and then the same family uh, relative that who came to visit us when they, they were just returning, and then one of the officers, he's he's related to me, and then told him that don't go to home because you just go and then wait for Hassan. He's, he's going to be released. <laughs> so what? So yeah, Hassan is going to be released. Go go to wait for him there. And then they were <laughs> they just w- uh, went and then they wait w- waited for us outside. And when we just went out and then when they saw us, they was just uh, uh, shouting and giving thanks to God that we were released. So it was really joy, yeah, yeah, to see our family. And it was really uh, my um, when my family, my wife, she was crying, just fell on me and crying. The children, everyone is crying at home. When I arrived at home, and it was joy, but just right. mix it with the tears. Right? Yeah, you can't expect it. And uh, any any person come to my come to come to me just to to see me just crying, men, women, colleagues, they're crying, 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 crying. It was really
0: <laughs> a little overwhelming.
1: Yeah, yeah, really.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs radio with Pastor Hassan Tower. He is a former prisoner for Christ in the nation of Sudan. Pastor Hassan, how do you read the Bible differently today than you did before you went to prison? Did it did it change the way you study God's word and and read God's word?
1: Yeah, you are busy you are busy so you cannot have the time to read. But in the prison you have the time to read the Bible. We are the human beings. Sometimes it's when you have freedom and then you are okay. You you maybe you can be lazy in some way. But in the prison, yeah, we are encouraged by the Bible. We like to read the Bible a lot. Uh yeah. I, I'm reading the Bible because it's one it's, it's my, my 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 lifestyle and but in the prison it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different really. Everything it really it has a test,
0: and what about your prayer life? Is your prayer life was it changed by your time in prison?
1: I uh, The it was warrior prayer. I I I prayed warrior prayers so in the prison. So it was really different. It was powerful one, uh, and then I quoted a lot of uh, verses in the Bible uh, while I was praying, and yeah, with a tear, uh, with uh, something really I can't explain, but it was really amazing
0: you talk about the joy that you experienced in prison. And I think some of our listeners who have never been in prison and are very comfortable think about, wow, if I was in prison, I would be discouraged or I would be depressed or I would be angry. How do you explain the fact that you were in prison, you were suffering, and yet there was this joy that you experienced?
1: Yeah, as I told you that I was prepared myself for this. The only thing that I was thinking of it was because I'm aware of my family. That's the only feeling that it was really bad. Bad feeling. And uh, But other things I was really, I filled with the joy of the Lord in my heart. And uh, I, I, I consider that sometimes I just crying tears come. I, I In the prison I used to just <laughs> eight months we just uh, Sleeping on the floor, Uh so eight months. I sometimes uh, laying on the floor and then I just thinking of the Lord and then the tears just coming from my eyes. It is because of the joy that I thank God that why only why me why me why 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 me can be any person but you love me. It is really a privilege to be persecuted for your sake, And, and then the tears just come from my eyes and. Uh, this feeling, I can I can, I can explain it how, but it was really amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing.
0: Pastor Hassan, as we finish up our time together, we always like to equip our listeners to pray. Uh, and so I want you to coach us on how to pray. And And first thing I want to ask is, how would you encourage us to pray for Christians who are in prison right now? You've been there, you've experienced that, you've been separated from your family. How can you encourage us to pray for Christians in prison today?
1: I believe the prayers has the power to release everything. And it has power to do over what we think. I know a lot of people in the prison, they don't really... Be reported as we uh, as our case was reported. Right, they're, they're the unknown. Yeah, unknown. I want to encourage those uh, organizations who are reporting about the persecuted brothers and sisters, just to report this case and uh, so that people can pray for them. And I believe that the prayer has power to release every prisoners who are uh, in prison for sake of the Christ in the prison. The prayer is really. You see, uh, we have the songs st- telling that prayer is. I's the ministry, the prayer is the ministry. the prayer is a work. the prayer can work, so the prayer can work in everywhere, as God was released me and released Peter and others. I believe that God can release those prisoners who went uh, into prison for more than fourteen twenty years is still in the prison. God can release them. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: What about for the families of prisoners? How, how would you coach us to pray? Because I you know, I think of your wife and your kids, sometimes I think maybe it was harder for them than it was for you. How do we pray for the families of those who are in prison?
1: You are right, because uh, sometimes I was encouraging more than my family, more than my wife, more, more than my, my children, my sisters, brothers. My family was really... Felt with uh, bad uh, feeling while I was in the prison. Even my kids, they were not, they didn't get good marks in in the schools because they were thinking of they me. They were worried. Yeah, they yeah. worried about me and maybe I would be killed because some some people they just called them. yeah, husband was killed. is he? He is killed. He's not there. Oh my. Yeah, and he is not. He will not be released. Uh, and a lot of things. So this kind of feeling was really very serious. Uh, yeah, I want people to pray for the families of the victims of the persecution um, because uh, they they really go into one of the hard times and they, they won't want some people to, to be beside them. My family, you see, while I was in the prison, some of the brothers, some of the of the colleagues, they just go away from my family. They don't want to come to, to visit my family or to be beside them because they, they will be arrested, mm-hmm. you see. So this feeling was really one of the feelings that my family was feeling with the lonely. Yeah, lonely yeah. and isolated. And yeah, they're isolated from the community, and it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Pray for that God will really let the family of the persecuted brothers to to feel that they're not alone, or people with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need support. Uh, they need uh, missionally and financially, and all these kind of things. I know because uh, I have a lot of friends that were supporting my families, uh, my family when I was in the prison. Some of the people didn't have friends, didn't have people that to support them. So as I, I said this morning, I really, a lot of the organizations who are working p- among the Prescripted Brothers, who are helping them like um, worse or Matter than others. I don't want to mention them. Uh, really, they're doing very great things. Mm-hmm. They were standing with the families of the Prescripted ones. Just pray for them that they can have food. They can have, they cannot lack for any things. And uh, sometimes, when uh, some of the people just call my family that uh, what do they need, that you want, and then my kids said, no, we are not lacking of anything. We have anything.
0: Amen. One of the other ways that that we offer here at Voice of the Martyrs to encourage prisoners is a website we've set up called PrisonerAlert.com. Pastor Hassan was actually one of the prisoners on Prisoner alert. On the site, you click on the button that says Write a Letter, and it will walk you through writing a letter of encouragement to a prisoner somewhere in the world. The website PrisonerAlert.com provides all the postage information, everything you need to write a letter. So as you're praying, you can be a part of the answer to your prayer to send encouragement through the mail to Christian prisoners. Pastor Hassan, last question, and again, we want to equip people to pray— How can we pray for the nation of Sudan right now, for the nation as a whole, and also for the church, for our Christian brothers and sisters in Sudan?
1: Mm. As I told us, Sudan was experienced one of the hard times. We have uh, been experienced. Church was demolished, was destroyed, and sisters and brothers were arrested and imprisoned. And uh, we still not have religious freedom or freedom of religious in Sudan, even though it is in the constitution that uh, everyone has uh, freedom of beliefs, but it is not really reality. We, do, we don't have um, holidays for the Christmas or for the Easter, or as the Christians, you cannot get the job uh, in, the, in the government or in other companies. Really Christians, uh, they really experience one of the difficult times with this regime, Islamic regime in Sudan. First of all, that uh, honestly, I want uh, Christians to pray for this regime to be changed. Amen. Uh, we need the change in Sudan, and this change cannot come easily. And for the Christians to have the freedom, unless this regime to be changed. Pray for the church to be united, because one of the things that the church is doing now he's displeading the churches. He's uh having some of the of the groups in the church to stand with the government and then government can use them that mm-hmm. and to tell the to the world that we have the freedom of the religious. Right. And which is really in terms of that fake. I want the brothers to understand that it is not because of them, it's because of the church. The government his policy, he didn't want church to be spread. When he is standing with you, he just want something from you, and then he want to implement his policy, just to keep the church very small, or can be no church in Sudan. So I want to go to open the eyes of these sisters and brothers who are standing with the government to understand that government is against the church; it's not against others brothers and be with other brothers, but. So it's using them. It's misusing. Right. So yeah, pray for
0: it. wisdom and for discernment for the churches.
1: Yeah, for the churches. Church to be united. Mm-hmm. Pray for the for the churches in Sudan that to be bold. Yeah, I know they're bold. Church now is bold in Sudan and then they're not uh, fearing the persecution. They're ready for everything. I want them to be bold and then I want them to just to carry the minister on even though in the midst of the of the hardship and persecution, but I want them to carry this ministry on. God be with the brothers. Amen.
0: We've been talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Pastor Hassan Tower. He is a former prisoner for Christ in the nation of Sudan. If you're just joining us and you missed part of this interview, you can always go back to our website, vomradio.net, and hear the entire interview. Again, that website is vomradio.net. Pastor Hassan, thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for sharing with us this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio.
1: Thank you so much for this uh, privilege to, yeah, to be on of uh, uh, this radio. May God bless you.
0: In Nehemiah 8, we read, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Pastor Hassan has been really living out that verse. He's displayed amazing joy while imprisoned in Sudan focusing on God's goodness and God's love, when I think many of us would be tempted to see just prison walls locking us in. If you missed any of our conversation with Pastor Hassan, you can hear the whole thing at vomradio.net. You can also hear our interview with Peter Yasek, who was imprisoned in Sudan with Pastor Hassan. Hear how God took something that men intended for evil and turned it into an opportunity for the gospel. Again, you can hear every episode of VOM Radio at vomradio.net. Imagine growing up without a Bible. That's the situation for a lot of our brothers and sisters in China. They've never had a Bible of their very own. Next week, we're going to hear from a worker who's trying to change that. You won't want to miss that. So be back right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.